0: Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie. There's a non-denominational retreat weekend at the Resolution Center of Jacksonville, Florida. This will be a time of support and renewal for parents and grandparents on their journey of parental alienation, standing strong in resilience, paving the way for good health and a great future. This will take place April 22nd through the 24th of 2022 at the Resolution Center of Jacksonville, Florida. I will have all the details. In the podcast notes, I do have a return guest. Her name is Anne Desantis. She's a book author and director of the Saint Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. And we're going to talk about um, what the foundation does to help people through divorce and other family trauma. Now, Anne was back on my show. August 20th, 2021. She was season two, episode 87. So I've got Ann back on and welcome to the show. Ann, how are you? Marianne, thank
1: you so much for having me on your podcast again. It's really an honor.
0: Well, I'm glad to have you back on because we're going to learn so much about what your foundation does, how you help people. There's so much to talk about because, you know, divorce is a trauma unto itself but there's other traumas that follow along with that.
1: Yes, exactly. There are other traumas that follow along with that. And with that said, uh, for the audience that are listening here on this podcast, I would just invite them to go to our website. You know, Maybe you can even look at the website as you listen to this podcast, possibly, because then you can really learn more about what we do. So the website itself is nonatis.org. And that's spelled N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S.org. And that's after St. Rema Nonatus, who was a Catholic saint from the, uh, the year of around 1218, which was when the religious order that I represent was founded. And that order is the Mercedarian Religious Order. We are a Catholic uh, nonprofit, 501C3, and we are headquartered in Philadelphia. However, we have a presence really nationally, and the religious order that I represent is in four, or actually I should say five different areas of the United States, and I'll just tell you where they are. They're uh, Philadelphia, we are in Western New York near Rochester, New York. We are also in St. Petersburg, Florida, Cleveland, Ohio, and now newly we are also in Columbus, Ohio.
0: Well, that's great. Uh, so there's like either, you know, people could just make phone calls there and talk to people there, or they could even drive there.
1: Yes. Maybe what I should do, uh, Marianne, is probably just explain how we came about. I think that would be <laughs> the best way to explain okay. to uh, everyone listening what the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation does and why we reformed, you know. So back in 2015, some of you may remember that Pope Francis came to the United States. And he came to do something called the World Meeting of Families. And that was sort of a worldwide um, commission to all of us to pray for families. And so it was headquartered, or it was happening in Philadelphia. Actually, he came to a few different places in the United States, also New York and Washington, DC, possibly some other areas. But he came to my area where I live and they had this big meeting and they also had a mass. So the, the religious order that I represent, the Mercedarians, some of them went to the World Meeting of Families and they listened to the speakers, they went to the mass. And after it was all done, they felt that God, the Holy Spirit was speaking to them that, what can we do as a presence to help those families who are in trauma? Mm-hmm. And so with that said, a couple of the priests got together and they formed this, this uh nonprofit, the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, for Freedom, Family, and Faith is our full name. And the whole idea with this foundation, they prayed about it, they had a lot of meetings, is they came up with the charism that it's help, pastoral accompaniment for families in crisis. And they decided that initially what they wanted to do was make outreach to those affected by divorce and separation, namely the couples, but it could also be the kids or other relatives who are affected in some way by the divorce. Mm-hmm. And so for the first few years of our existence, that's exactly what we did. We, we focused really greatly on that divorce area. But then within the last few years, I'd say the last two years, the, the initial idea of this foundation was not just for divorce. So we really have expanded that out too. So we've expanded it out to other areas of trauma, and adversities. And I'll name some of those. They could be something like relationship issues, marital problems, uh, job loss, sickness, mm-hmm. could be cancer, heart, heart disease, uh, could be uh, any type of emotional or psychological traumas or stress, and anything else that goes along with family life where people uh, have had a lot of problems, a lot of challenges, And they come to God, they come to God and asking him like, help me, Lord, what can I do to be healed of what's going on in my life right now? And so that's what we do. We offer that pastoral care. Now you were asking me the question about uh, the places that we're located. Now we are located in those five areas that I mentioned. However, we are a national online presence. So I would say about 90% of what we do, if not more, is all offered as an online presence. Um, And I'll just tell you what that is exactly. What does that mean? So Mm -hmm. we offer what we call the four P's (laughs) and those four P's are prayer, ongoing prayer for whoever contacts us and says, you know, something's going on with my family. I really need some prayer. Second would be podcasts and videos. So just like you're doing right here, we also have a host of podcasts. And if you go to our website at nonatis.org, we have a podcast page there too. Mm-hmm. Programs and events we do, and we have done some live programs and events. However, of course, with the pandemic, we did a lot less of that. So then we got into doing online Zoom events,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we we've done quite a few of those. If you go to our YouTube channel, which I'll talk about that later. Um, and then the other thing we offer, which is really the I would say the main offering of what we offer, is called a free pastoral consultation. And whoever's listening to this podcast, if you're going through something and you need to talk to a priest, that's what we offer. Uh, Our Mercedarian Friars who are uh, from a religious order, you contact me through the foundation and I can set up a one hour free pastoral consultation to talk about whatever it is that you need to discuss in terms of your traumas. Mm -hmm. You can have as many of those appointments as you like. We are a nonprofit, so we don't charge for anything we do. The way that we stay afloat is from those generous contributions from people like the people who are listening right now who decide that they'd like to make a donation to us so that we can continue on this journey.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So thank you for giving me that opportunity to give Mm -hmm. our little two-minute commercial.
0: Oh, no, definitely. (laughs) And, And you had said earlier that it doesn't matter if you are not Catholic, you'll talk to anyone who needs help. Absolutely.
1: I mean, we are a Catholic nonprofit, meaning that uh, the religious order who founded us, of course, you know, we, we go according to the teachings of the Catholic Church. But that doesn't mean that if someone were to contact us who is either not a churchgoer, they are a Protestant, Christian, Jewish, whatever, you know, religion or non-religion, we will talk to whoever come, comes to us. The only thing that we would say is that, yes, uh, our advice will be more in that whole realm of faith and spirituality instead of just, you know, someone who wants legal help or something like that. That's not what we provide. We provide Mm -hmm. the spiritual and the pastoral part uh, guided by the teachings of the Catholic Church.
0: Mm -hmm. So, you know, when did you start this? Just for a background, like when did all this happen, evolve?
1: Yes. Thank you so much for asking that question. So here's my little story too, and how I got connected with the St. Raymond Arnada's Foundation. Now I live in the Philadelphia area, the greater Philadelphia area, and uh, the religious order that I work for is also in the Philadelphia area. In fact, they're in, for those who are listening and know Philadelphia and know the area, they're in West Philadelphia. They're at, the church itself is at 63rd Street and Lancaster Avenue in West Philadelphia. So I'm in the suburbs. I, I'm located in the suburbs. And so, as I said, in 2015, after the, 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 the priests went to that world meeting of families and they got to go to the mass with the Pope, uh, that was really when it all began. And so one particular priest, his name is Father Matthew Phelan. He's actually the vicar provincial of the religious order now too. Um, he was really kind of the brainchild. He and another priests, Father Joseph Vetti, they were the ones that said, you know what? The Pope is calling us to do more. We want to do more for families. And so that was why they came up with this whole idea, which our tagline is for freedom, family, and faith. So it's not just the St. Raymond and Otis Foundation. It's for freedom, family, and faith. And so uh, with this religious order, sometimes within religious orders, and most of the time they have charisms, meaning that words that they live by, vows that they live by. And so for this religious order, um, there's four of them. One of them is, is poverty, chastity, obedience. And then the fourth one is very interesting. It's that willingness to give our lives for those who are in danger of losing their faith. Now, we say give our lives. Of course, some of our the Catholic saints that are aff- affiliated with a religious order, they literally did, some of them did get martyred or kind of beaten up, right? But mm-hmm. when we say give our lives, we mean our time, our care, and our prayer. I mean, I think right now we're, you know, who knows what, what can happen in the future. You never know with living out your faith, whether that could be martyrdom. But I think what they're referring to in today's time is giving that time, that listening ear, that care, that prayer for those who are in danger of losing their faith. And so my story is, <laughs> and how did I get involved in all of this? Was that in 2017, uh, the, the foundation hired their very first director. And she did a wonderful job. She was with us for six months. Her name uh, was Nancy. Make a shout out to Nancy, first director of the foundation. And um, Nancy uh, was uh, getting trained for her position in the pos- position of director, the first director of the St. Raymond and Otis Foundation. And at the time, I was affiliated as a third order member. Now I can talk later on about what that means, a third order mercenarian affiliated with a religious order. And the priest had said to me, uh, maybe you can work with Nancy a little bit because she's got some things going on in terms of setting up for events and maybe a little help with social media, things like that. And so I just, sure, I'd be happy to help Nancy. I'd be happy to Mm-hmm. Get involved and and see what I can do to help. And um, you know, everybody has things that happen in their lives that kind of things change, right? And so Nancy had one of those changes where, unfortunately, she had to uh, end her position and leave the foundation. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things where the event was coming up, and Father called me on the phone and he said, "Ann, uh, Nancy's no longer with us, and we really need help." And so I knew, I knew a little bit about this job. So I came in, I I worked as the administrative assistant for a couple months. And then in January of 2018, I was promoted to the director. So I kind of took over where Nancy left off as director. Mm -hmm. And that now was, you know, more than four years ago. I'm going on five years that I've been with this, this wonderful foundation, helping to build it up, right. Helping to build it up. So that we can do the work that God has for us. And I would say that over these almost five years, that we have helped at this point hundreds of families. So we went from basically just beginning and having no clients, no followers, nothing pretty much. Mm-hmm. And back in 2017, just the meetings yeah. that they had to get the board organized, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm and now we we have uh, hundreds of families and individuals that we have helped through the charisms of the religious order and through what we do so it's really my honor really is my own honor and i will also mention that for me per, on a personal note is that uh, although i've never been divorced or separated um i did come from divorce i've actually done podcasts on that too talking about what it's like to be kind of on the other side mm-hmm. you know be the as they call it, the adult child of divorce. Now, of course, that was a long, long time ago because uh, I'm actually in my late 50s at this point now. So, uh, But things were much different way back in the early 1970s when my parents got divorced. and And so that's my side of being able to understand where some people are coming from in terms of those who have been affected by divorce for those people who are listening. So mm-hmm. thanks for giving me that opportunity to share.
0: Well, it's good to have I mean, even though you haven't been through divorce, you know of it and you've lived through it as a kid, you know, and that helps give people guidance as well.
1: Yes, it certainly does. And I think it's the idea that I can understand that side. Mm -hmm. And now I would say that I've been in this job for almost five years. I really understand the the divorce and separation side quite a bit too, because I've talked to so many people Mm -hmm. and heard so many stories. And by the way, I want to mention to people who are listening that everything that they share with us is confidential. We do not share that with other people. So if somebody were to share something with me or one one of our priests, they can rest assured that it will go nowhere, nowhere at all, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that we keep all of that information confidential especially during those consultations that we offer the free consultations. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and these could be people going through family court and they're going through that trauma, you know, um, what other traumas do you see?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, now, especially I would say since we kind of changed, and I, I should say that we opened up our marketing in terms of who we are. You know, when we first started back in 2015, they didn't know. The board and the friars weren't sure what direction, but when they went to that world meeting of families, they were really enlightened that divorce should be the first one we focus on because there are quite a few people, uh, Catholics especially, who are affected by divorce in some way. They're either separated, divorced, or annulled, and they feel distant from the church. They feel that they need uh, additional pastoral care. And so we focused on that for a few years, really. I mean, that's, that's pretty much all we did. That's all I did. Mm-hmm. But over the last two years, we really opened it up for what we wanted to do to begin with. Because mm-hmm. when we were founded, we said that we wanted to go the entire lifespan, right? We wanted to go from really literally birth all the way till the end of life. And so there's a lot in between there, not, not just divorce and separation. And so what we learned was that some of those issues are health crisis there's people who contact us who say, I have cancer mm-hmm. and I, I'm having a very hard time you know, without the support. I need some prayers. Or maybe it's the spouse of someone who has cancer, heart disease, psychological trauma mm-hmm. or illnesses or emotional, where they mm-hmm. have a child who's on the spectrum or something. Um, or there are people who really don't have enough resources in terms of financially. And they will come to us for those for the prayers. We also have people who have just gotten laid off from a job, and they're you know they're they're going through trauma because not only that they have some kind of a, of an illness on top of it. Mm-hmm. So it could be they lost their job and they're also sick or their spouse is sick. It could be also something to do with relationships outside of the marriage. So maybe their marriage is fine, but they have um, a relative that they're. Not getting along with maybe Mm -hmm. it's a mother-in-law or uh, a next-door neighbor, cousin, whoever it is that they're Mm -hmm. they're having some kind of a relationship issues with, and they need some pastoral care and advice from us on that too. Mm -hmm. So there are just some of those things. You know, there's all kinds of things when we really think about what makes family life tough, Mm -hmm. and um, and we see a lot of issues between like parents and children too. Mm You know, dealing with a real tough situation having to do with their child. Maybe their child is on drugs or mm-hmm. alcohol, or or their their child has some trauma that they're dealing with, and that's really tough for them too. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we try to offer that pastoral care to those families.
0: And you probably see parents uh, becoming randomly estranged from their adult children.
1: Oh, we do. We certainly do. Um, we have had people reach out to us who are exactly what who your audience is. They're people who just went through a divorce and they're no longer in communication with their children, and it is heartbreaking. And I know that I have talked to people who are in that realm, and and I offer my prayers and my compassion for that because it is so difficult and challenging. So our priests and the people who, you know, talk to our clients, mostly, as I said, our Mercedarian friars and myself, uh, we have talked to those people and we try to offer that pastoral accompaniment to them, letting them know that not only does God care, but so do we, and we (laughs) want to be there for them. And everything we do is free. Like I said, I mean, we don't ask for anything in terms of the monetary contribution aside from for them to just pray for us. And if it's in their heart and they want to give, they want to make a small donation of some sort, uh, we would be so grateful.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great uh, service that you offer because you know parents going through either family court or you know they're on their own and they're trying to figure out what's going on with their kids or family, and they don't have any health insurance that would pay for a counselor.
1: Oh yes, absolutely. We get that a lot, and um, now we do tell people. I should mention is that we are not. Licensed psychologists or counselors. Mm -hmm. And so the care that they get from us is going to be more in that pastoral and spiritual end of it. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, we can offer the listening ear, right? But I will say I have a master's, but my master's is in Catholic theology. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be more in that church realm. And so, same thing with our priests. But there's good news we actually have a helpful resources page on our website. And if they go to, to nonazis.org on the Helpful Resources tab, there's also a tab there for outside resources. And at somewhere in the middle of that page are uh, licensed counselors. Now, we only have a few listed there because we're very careful about um, who we recommend because mm-hmm. we are a Catholic nonprofit. So we try to, we try to direct people because sometimes people who come to us, they're looking for like a Christian or a Catholic counselor. So we, we do have those kinds of counselors listed on our page. You know, ones that are um, friendly to the Catholic Church or you know, Catholic teaching.
0: Mm-hmm. And these counselors, you know, are they, um, uh, can they handle cases of <clears throat> estrangement and parental alienation? They're adept in that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. These are licensed state certified licensed counselors. They're not just um, people who have a degree in theology like me or whatever. I mean, they, are, they have that certification. So um, now that would be, like I said, that's not through us specifically, but mm-hmm. we have that on our helpful resources page on the outside resources that they can, I think we have three or four that are listed there and they can just go on those links and decide, Hey, is this someone that I want to reach out to and make an appointment with. Now it's not going to be free, you know, mm-hmm. we'll be through insurance. Uh, once in a while, I think some of them will offer that free first appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I can't guarantee that. But I think there may be one or two on there that will offer the first one as complimentary, but they would take the the insurance. Mm-hmm. So that would be good. But yeah, they're definitely adept in that, in the parental alienation.
0: Mm-hmm. It seems like, you know, like the, the parental alienation can turn into the estrangement as time goes on. You know, um, some of these parents and even grandparents, do you hear from grandparents at all? Do do they reach yes, out? Yes, we do.
1: Yes, we do. We do hear from grandparents because here, here it is, is that, um, and I think this is not just with the Catholic Church. I think this is with other denominations and religions is that the older people really they are the heart of those who really celebrate their faith the ones who love the church the most the ones Mm -hmm. who are at mass all the time the ones who are active in their churches a lot of times they are the 55 and over people right so Mm -hmm. they're the people who really are very devoted to the church and they're very devoted to their faith so we certainly do hear from grandparents Uh, In fact, I will say this um, the average age of a lot of our clients uh, happens to be a little on the older side. I'm not saying that we never hear from people that are under 40, but um, I would say that the average age is probably close to about 60. So we absolutely do hear from grandparents.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, how about college students? Do they ever call in, you know, with uh, issues? of, you know, um, abuse in a, re- a relationship. I'm sure you get phone calls like that.
1: We do. We do. In fact, um, I'd say even in the last few months, we've gotten some calls, um, from younger people. Now I didn't specify whether they were in college, but I could say this. They were definitely under the age of 30 mm-hmm. and, or maybe 25. Um, I don't, you know, when we do our intakes, um, we try to find out the basics, but some people, when it comes to this kind of thing with the pastoral care, uh, they don't want to tell you every single thing about themselves. You know, uh, usually first and last name they will give, but once in a while we do get people who will just want to go by a first name, mm-hmm. and they want to talk to a priest. And you know, we respect that. So we respect who they are. That if they don't want to give us all the details of their lives and what they do, and you know. I think our priests would know more than me in terms of how much they share. Everybody's different, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are very, you know, they're kind of guarded. they They don't really, they don't really know for sure who who we are, right? Mm-hmm. But so we try to respect them wherever they are, whether mm-hmm. they want to share a lot or just a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that that's the best way I guess I can describe that. Yeah.
0: And that when people call in, are they pretty, you know, open to talking? You know, did they get right down to the problem and they want an answer for the problem? And sometimes you don't have an answer when you're talking to people that even you feel helpless because you can't help them. You can just listen and give them some advice, but there's sometimes no answers.
1: Yeah. Now, keep in mind, um, most of the intakes, most of the calls don't go to me directly. They go Mm -hmm. to, um, I schedule, I schedule with our priests, Mm -hmm. but sometimes people do tell me things. I've had people spend hours, you know, with different phone calls, you know, one hour here and then another hour there, where they just want somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I will do that if they, if they want to talk to me, you know, I, I will listen. Um, and like I said, that is confidential. Um, I would say, if I had to say, what are people looking for? And I really believe this with all my heart, mm-hmm. is that when they reach out to us, they're looking to tell their stories and they're looking for someone to listen without judgment. And a real big thing is they want somebody to pray. They want mm-hmm. to know that this is a really bad situation. And they they are people of faith. I would say, you know, 90% of the people who come to us are people of very devoted faith. They want to know that somehow, some way, That God will answer these prayers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not like a magic wand, right? That's not how God works. I think we all know that, most Mm -hmm. of us. God doesn't work like a magic wand. What God works is through time, perseverance, prayer, and not giving up hope. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of times, you know, I think you know this, Marianne, too, that a lot of times the prayers don't get answered exactly the way they want them to. Mm -hmm. But good news is that God answers them the way the best way that he can with a sinful situation, with Mm -hmm. a bad situation. Because, you know, unfortunately we live in a world and, you know, I know you're a person of faith too, even though this podcast isn't Mm -hmm. specifically a faith-based podcast, but we know that in this world that there is evil, there is sin, there are bad things that happen. And the magic wand, right? All the prayers in the world sometimes don't change that, right? They don't make a complete changeover and make it make it perfect. Right? Mm -hmm. So since we know that, what we do is we offer God's answer. And God's answer is always, it's always a relationship with him. And that that's the answer that's going to make life much, much better. Mm -hmm. Is that when you walk with God, no matter what has happened in your life. And I have seen a lot of healings with people who have had the worst situations that through their faith, they're able to be healed. And like I said, that healing doesn't mean that this situation is exactly the way that they want it to be.
0: Mm-hmm. It's that
1: now they have the confidence, the perseverance, and the relationship with God to realize that even though they've been through, and I'm going to say hell, right? Even mm-hmm. though they've been mm-hmm. through hell, that they can still move forward in faith, knowing that God loves them and that God has the best designs for the rest of their life, right? God mm-hmm. wants them to make, best of the rest of their life at this very moment going forward. And God does have the power to do that. Mm -hmm. There's nobody else that has the power to do that except for God to make things completely right in terms of being able to to feel and know that they're right where they should be, no matter what has happened in the past, if that makes Mm -hmm.
0: sense. Oh, yes. Yes. I remember I was working here and I had this dear friend, Carolyn, and she said, you know, my God is not in a hurry, but he is never late. Oh, yeah. And um, and it took me a long time to wait, but it was well worth the wait. And I think a lot of people that are going through these intense situations, whether it's their family, whether it's a, a court system or relatives, it's all in... God's timing. And I'm, I'm getting a lot from parents that why is God letting all this happen to children, things like that. And I try to explain that, you know, when in the Garden of Eden, when they screwed up, you know, God put it back on man and said, you know, you're going to run the show now. So he gave man free will. And if he hadn't done that, then we would all be puppets.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good way to say it. We would all be puppets. That's right.
0: Because, yeah. It, it, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Oh no, I'm sorry. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um it, you, you put it so well. That's all. That that we're not, you know, we were created by God. Um and, and like I said, I know that this podcast is not specifically a a Catholic Christian or a faith-filled podcast, but many of the people listening to this are people who uh, who have faith, right? And and they mm-hmm. do believe in God and, and they believe that um, there's something greater than us here, right? Mm-hmm. And so we live in a world that's not going to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. From the time that we're born until the time that we leave this earth, there's still going to be imperfections and sin and evil, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be a magic wand that's going to disappear between now and the time we we leave. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we realize that and when we understand that, we realize that this is a journey that we're walking together and that we're doing our best to get through uh, this time. Um, Do you think it's okay? I would like to mention that I'm also an author and I wrote a book that that might help some of Mm -hmm. your audience. And the book is called Love and Care for the Marginalized. It's available on Amazon and Kindle, Um, Love and Care for the Marginalized. It's 40 meditations, spiritual outreach reflections for Catholics. And even though the book says that it's for Catholics, it's really for anyone. So Mm -hmm. anyone can buy this book because I have quotes from not only Catholic sources, such as popes and saints, but also other Christian religious leaders, and also just some secular quotes to have a couple movie quotes in there and everything. Mm -hmm. And so, but I try to pull out the faith elements of even in those quotes that are not specifically Catholic or Christian to, to show how... It's, it's gearing us and showing us the love of God, even in some of those um, secular areas of life, mm-hmm. right? God is really, He's everywhere and every present and everywhere we go, not mm-hmm. just inside a church, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not just when you walk in church, is God there? God is really everywhere in our lives and we can recognize Him in so many ways. And so, if you want to check out that book, um, please do. I also have a personal website that you can go to, which is my own name, it's andesantis.com. A-N-N-E-D-E-S-A-N-T-I-S.com. And you can, you know, learn about some of the other things I do because I'm the executive director for the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. I am also a Catholic author. And another thing I do on a side note is I'm a quote, 55 plus commercial model and actress in the greater Philadelphia area. I've done a lot of different commercials for different products and um, all kinds of skincare and different things mm-hmm. you know fun awesome. stuff that i do yeah just for a, a little bit of a, a way to make a little extra money for the family and mm-hmm. i've been doing that since 2014 and it is really just a side job for me but mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun and i've met great people and and you can learn about that on my website at andesantis.com. Mm,
0: that's great well yeah i'm so you. glad i had you on like is there anything else you would like to add
1: Thank you very much for that opportunity. I would say the biggest thing that I would like to ask all of you people who are listening to this podcast is take advantage of that one particular free service that we have at the foundation. And that is something we talked about throughout this entire podcast. That's the free pastoral consultation with us, with the Mercedarian Friar. Everything we do is free since we are a Catholic nonprofit 501c3. Uh, go to nonatis.org, go to the drop down of our services and priestly consult and make that appointment. And we would love to hear from you. Can I also ask that they subscribe to our podcast? If they go to YouTube and you go to Philly, like this, like how we say Philadelphia, Philly, no natus, uh, look it up on, on YouTube. We have uh, literally at this point more than 100 different podcasts on there. All these topics having to do with divorce, separation, families in crisis, and also friar features of some of our priests and religious. So please do subscribe there. Marianne, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate your time and you're doing wonderful work in helping those parents who have suffered alienation.
0: Well, thank you. And I know I'll have you back on. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. <laughs> so don't don't jump off. Don't go away. Slam, love- the, <laughs> slam the gavels of podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marian Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. And please join us again here with Anne and other amazing guests. Thank you again, Anne. Thank you. And God bless you, Marianne, and all those in your audience. Definitely. Thank you.